Hi, I'm Snigdha Sharma and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. Among the states going to polls this year is Tamil Nadu. In what will be the 16th assembly election, the single phase polling in the state is scheduled for the 6th of April. Tamil Nadu has a total of 234 constituencies. Politics in the state has been dominated by its two leading parties, the DMK or the Dravida Munetra Kazagam and the AIDMK or the All India Anna Dravida Munetra Kazagam for the last 50 years. One of the features of Tamil Nadu politics that has stood out through the years is its tendency to revolve around personalities, be it film star and politician MGR or his protege JJ Lalitha. In this episode we thought we'd bring you a quick 101 on Tamil Nadu politics. Arun Janardhanan, Indian Express's correspondent based out of Chennai, joined us with all the details. He began with a brief introduction of Tamil Nadu's political history. Actually, Tamil Nadu political history is known for uh, none other than Periyar, also Rajaji, the former head of Madras presidency. So Periyar was a Congress leader who came out of uh, the party you know, after he questioned uh, separate dining practices in a party run school in southern tamil nadu and he was joining just his party and then he founded this movement of the vidian movement from there his disciple anna in fact anna deserted his camp and to form a party called dmk so the periyar a leader who did not believe in electoral democracy while electoral politics while Anna wanted to be a little more practical he wanted to do things you know with power so Anna founded uh, DMK and he's known for a massive communication project using different kind of mediums in 1950s and 60s to capture power let it be cinema or theater graffitis or uh, media newspaper all that so that is how all these other characters like karnanidhi shivaji ganeshan or even mgr the founder of admk so all these people emerged out of this peculiar projects of anna to build the party and capture power meantime there was also a leader called uh, kamaraj a congress leader who is known as one of the most selfless leader who actually known for his humble life and that kind of practices So eventually after Anna's death Karnanidhi captured the party or Karnanidhi assumed the power and he became the chief minister then we can see that in 3 years in 69 Anna's death and by 72 MGR had issues with Karnanidhi and MGR founded a new party called ADMK so DMK is Dravida Munetra Kazagam while AIDMK is All India DMK so that is how MGR started the party and then there after MGR from 75 onwards it was actually the you know MGR climbing ladders in his political career he would then rule the state for almost a decade keeping Karnanidhi out of power that was the period precisely in 1984 when MGR's old friend Jayalalitha who was also an actor she joined uh, mgr's camp and she was we, we have seen her she is emerging as the popular leader and after mgr's death jayalalitha became the leader of admk after a very brief uh, tussle with his wife janaki and jayalalitha became the cm in 91 9196 the first jayalalitha government was very very controversial and corrupt and that had led to the massive victory of karnanidhi in 
Talking about the Karnanidhi government in 1996, it was considered one of the most progressive at the time. Uh, if you can tell us, Arun, a bit more about it. So, 96-90-2001 government of DMK is considered as one of the best governments for many reasons, including the kind of infrastructure development and the kind of projects they have brought in when Karnanadi was the chief minister and more importantly, Stalin. He was elevated into a significant post during that period as the mayor of Chennai. When Stalin was the mayor of Chennai, that period is known, you know, it is remembered by many, many Chennaites for many things Stalin had done. Mainly he is known for flyovers, like he announced 10 flyovers during his period and I think nine flyovers he completed in that first tenure, I mean his tenure as a mayor. Also there was something called Singara Chennai. He had brought in a lot of innovative plans as an answer to a filthy busy city neighborhood like waste management programs and bringing expert agencies to segregate waste. So, so many things uh, Stalin did and Stalin had a very good name during that period. Right. So, we know that Jailalita came back to power and remained there for a decade. In 2011, AIA-DMK under J. Jailalita defeated the DMK headed by Karnanidhi. Even in the 2016 assembly elections, the AIA-DMK retained its majority with 136 seats, while the DMK increased its strength to 98 seats. Arun, explain to us how this happened. You know, the 2G scam and a lot of complaints, the kind of power excesses and abuses they did with during the 2006-11 regime. DMK was faced a massive defeat again in 2011 elections. Thereafter, it was Jailalitha who was ruling the state in the last 10 years. For example, in 2011, she had a massive victory. In 2014, again, she had a huge victory in the Lok Sabha elections. In 2016, there was a strong anti-incumbency. She was in bad health. She was not able to even come out and meet people. But still, there was a third friend in Tamil Nadu that actually helped to split opposition votes. That helped Jailada winning again. And uh, thereafter, she died in uh, 2016, December. Two years later, in 2018, Karnanidhi too died. And this is why in the assembly election this time, both key political parties have a change in their leadership due to the death of both the important leaders. In this election, AIA-DMK is being led by incumbent Chief Minister of the State, Palani Swami, while the DMK is being led by Karnanidhi's son, Stalin. And the contest this time is between Stalin and Palani Swami. Arun explained to us their strengths and weaknesses. Stalin is undoubtedly one of the most hard-working leaders in Tamil Nadu politics. He is someone who is known for working hard and he is a leader who is known for uh, doing the best as an administrator, as the mayor of Chennai and the deputy CM. Stalin had proved that he is a good administrator. And Stalin is largely immune from any kind of controversies also, like corruption charges, of course, corruption is a part and parcel of the business of politics, but still, unlike many other leaders, for example, the top ministers in ADMK cabinet now, they're all facing corruption charges or allegations. But Stalin's portfolio, the way Stalin operated, Stalin's office had been always immune from these kind of allegations, maybe for having the best officers with him. When we call Stalin as a hard worker and 
a person who proved something when stalin had a lot of opportunities like he born as a city kid born to a vvip family when his school days and teens you know his father was a minister or a cm of tamil nadu so when he had so much privileges edapadi was someone who come from a very middle class or a little upper middle class but still coming from a very rural background from salem a counter family and even after he became a minister mla all that in admk we know that admk is a party where they had only one leader that was jayalalitha all other ministers even if it is a deputy cm they were all treated as equal or they were all treated as very small they all had very little role in the politics or to take up a leadership way. so in that way edapadi had little experience or exposure in that way until he had to suddenly assume the role of cm so edapadi if you really going to judge edapadi if you are going to give him examine his performance he had used time in the last 4 years he is undoubtedly a cm who traveled almost every village or as many as districts many times several times he visits one place he meets so many people so let it be karunanidhi or jayalalitha or even before that mgr tamil nadu had no chief ministers in the recent past who traveled as much as edapadi did and in terms of the files he cleared the number of projects or the movement of files that is very crucial for a bureaucratic governance system many ias officers would say that the faster movement of files getting things done now all that edapadi was far better edapadi was a cm who probably assigned or done many more work than jayalalitha the state it minister kadambur raju told me last week that edapadi was the most efficient cm while the late jayalalitha was largely a leader with a charisma right so arun why are fingers pointed consistently at the dmk for its term from 2006 to 2011 when i travel last week we visited some 10 12 districts uh, meeting people and candidates and leaders so one common uh, question largely raised by many people including people who wish to vote for dmk or people who believe that dmk will make a comeback but they are all worried about one thing that was the kind of violent actions or the kind of corruption done by dmk leaders during their last regime in 2006-11 so what exactly happened in 2006-11 was there were a couple of dmk leaders who acted like local satraps or the madadibutis of the regions where they literally ran the show like feudal lords there were massive land grabbing incidents there were places in tamil nadu where you required to take the permission of a dmk leader before you go and register a property especially if it is a prime property there were kangaroo courts in tamil it is called katapanchayat there are tamil movies on those lines so there were kangaroo courts run by the local dmk leaders but of course there were not many murders but after admk came to power we can see that at least half a dozen dmk ministers were arrested on different charges from land grabbing to murders and lot of other illegal activities they did using power like illegal mining and most atrocious things happened in madurai where a region where karunanidhi's elder son stalin's elder brother alagiri was in charge alagiri had two notorious guys attack pandi 
and Puttu Suresh. So one of them was killed and another guy was in jail now. And there was this Dinagaran attack, office attack after Dinagaran, the, a publication that belongs to Murasili family. Murasili Maran is a relative of Karnanadi. They published a survey sometime in 2007 or 8 when the survey said that Stalin is the successor of Karnanadi. So that provoked Alagiri's people and they attacked Dinagaran office in Madurai where three people killed. And of course, Alagiri was not convicted in the case. Six or seven people convicted in the case and they are in prison now. So that is the larger issue, the complaint with uh, DMG's last regime. People remember that violence and maybe we can see that DMG, ADMG is also corrupt. ADMG ministers and leaders also make money, but they were not violent. They were not violent as DMG was. So that is the larger issue with DMG when people think of their return to power. So this time, the BJP will contest as an NDA partner with the AIDMK on 25 assembly seats. The Congress, meanwhile, has sealed the deal with DMK and will also contest on 25 assembly seats. Arun shed some light on what the alliance with BJP has been like for Palani Swami. He also had to deal with internal party problems as well as a much bigger power centre based in Delhi, the BJP. party that was controlling or had a significant role in many crucial decisions of the government including if you take the alliance you can see that edpadi was a cm who had to agree with an alliance with bjp which i told many idmk leaders even some of the ministers told me that if edpadi had the power or freedom to take a decision on his own bjp wouldn't have been in idmk alliance Okay, so next, Arun, if you can get a little bit into the other alliances in the state. So when you come to the alliance, we can see that DMK has the largest alliance, and Stalin, as a leader, was very successful in his first round of poll season, where he managed to retain all his allies. For example, to say that DMK has the largest alliance, the Congress is with them. and the dalit party vck both left party cpm and cpi there is iuml there is manidane makalkachi both are muslim parties and there are a lot of other smaller outfits representing certain pockets of tamil nadu which may be a regional or community representation so that way dmg is leading a massive alliance a very powerful alliance and when it comes to admk they lost at least five or six major allies from their camp so admg right now has two people one is pmg and bjp pmg has a significant vote uh, base in northern tamil nadu because they are uh, based on a vote base vote bank of obc vanyar community while bjp is vote bank it to be ascertained there were many seats where uh, nota had more votes than bjp in the last pre- the previous elections but definitely they are likely to make a very strong comeback in terms of the or share for being in the alliance of admk this time and the people who came went out of admk mainly the rebel dinagaran uh, ammk who had about 5% or share in 2019 election which is estimated about 15% of admk's vote bank Uh, the 5% that he earned was about 15% of admg votes cadre votes and then there is uh, captain vijayagant's dmdk in dmk alliance i forgot to mention the name of vico so in captain vijayagant is with this time with dinagaran alliance amm k alliance then there is kamal hasan there is seeman 
so these are the three major players other than admk and dmk in the selection but when you look at the performance of these parties and the kind of trend that is setting in right now with regard to their own candidates it is estimated that uh, maybe these three parties the kamal hasan seeman and dinagaran together they may be getting 15 to 25 maximum 25% of vote share while the two major parties dmk and admk will be holding the larger share up to 80% so that is the estimation we can make right now next arun told us why the selection is significant for both the parties in absence of jailalitha we have seen what happened in uh, admk adapadi is trying to consolidate his power sashigala is trying to make a comeback for dmk it is very crucial because they were at the opposition for last 10 years and one more defeat would be a disastrous one for the leadership of mk stalin so for both parties this election is going to be very crucial and if admk is defeated in this election the question before adapadi would be about his power in the party whether he will be able to retain his control or having lost the government he also will be sidelined and sashigala will make a comeback so these are the major questions largely about how powerful is going to be bjp in tamil nadu whether they would be getting more what percentage than congress party in tamil nadu and will they be doing uh, what they have done in puducherry recently with the winning government in tamil nadu too so these are the major questions being arisen now before we move on to the key issues this time let me quickly tell you about shashikala shashikala natrajan was a former aide of jailalitha and ex aia dmk general secretary She became friends with Jayalalitha back when Jayalalitha worked as the propaganda in charge of the party under MGR. After Jayalalitha became the chief minister, Shashikala too became powerful and wielded considerable influence in the party. Here Arun tells us about Chinnamma, a popular name that Shashikala was known by. She defeated Opanni Selvam and appointed her another loyalist, Edapadi Palaniswami as the chief minister. thereafter she went to the bangalore prison the disproportionate asset case she was in jail for 4 years it was a case in which jailalitha was the first accused we should remember and after she went to the jail the same palani swami decided to merge with paneer selvam who was backed by bjp and the merger was facilitated by bjp on a condition that uh, shashigala is out shashigala family is out we should remember that shashigala was a person who was actually running admk when jailalitha was alive shashigala was the person who was controlling the bureaucracy who had a significant role in appointments promotions transfers in the top bureaucracy and even opposition leaders used to meet shashigala during elections for seat sharing talks so she was not a mere friend or companion of jailalitha but she was more than that even she never contested in election or she never spoke on stage she never taken a front of his uh, role she was always behind the scene and she was the person who was running the show so that is what helped shashigala to assume consolidate power after jailalitha's death even though paneer selvam revolted so that is how it happened and a lot has happened after shashigala went to jail as i said uh, edapadi had to uh, throw her out and after she came back last month we have seen that edapadi saying no to shashigala uh, about her return to admk and now for the key election issues this time so in 2016 and 2019 election we can see that there were a lot of 
protests happening on different issues but this time there were no major protests or ongoing agitations happening but still if you look at dmg the main opposition the main major issues they are raising are the state autonomy about how bjp's curtail the obvious rights of the state and how edapadi is surrendering before the sender and about the neat exam where uh, tamil nadu wanted an exemption from neat and another point is the bjp alliance with admk about how dangerous it would be for uh, tamil culture and uh, the tamil language at a time when bjp is frequently being accused of imposing hindi and sanskrit in tamil nadu and corruption largely corruption a corruption document that dmk released listing out many charges against all ministers including cm so these are the major issues and finally arun if you can tell us a little bit about how both the sides are campaigning for the elections so what happened is there was a little time left for political parties do their campaigning in 2016 the elections held in may but this time it was in early april april 6th so parties had hardly one month or little more than one month for the perfect campaign so both dmg and admg what they have done is they have limited their the mass rallies and they are going by foot or by road shows and that kind of a campaign strategy in which dmk is uh, led by both both admg and dmg are cadre parties with a very strong grassroots level presence in the state and they also represent uh, 70 to 80% of the water base in tamil nadu where dmg is actually their poll strategy poll campaigns are designed by ipac of prashant kishor and there was one mr sunil who was the poll strategist of stalin earlier and he is now working for admk especially adapadi k palani swami so the, the brief for these two agencies is very clear ipac will be designing and doing things only for stalin uh, in their campaigns and sunil will be doing his work only for adapadi not for paneer selvam So if you look at the Stalin scam it is mainly Shabarishan and one businessman called Raja Shankar these are the people mainly playing a very crucial role in Stalin scam Shabarishan being a family member in Stalin scam we can see that Edapadi has a similar team called SMS SMS means Sunil his poll strategist M for Mithun Kumar his son Edapalani Swami's son and S Satimurthy Satimurthy was a former intelligence secretary intelligence officer who was earlier accused of snooping on some top admg leaders like paneer selvam uh, at the peak of all these uh, controversies he is an officer with a bad name someone who faced a lot of allegations during at uh, his service so these are the three people running the show in uh, admk camp it is largely money power for admk they have the power of government also and they are backed by bjp government and dmg is also not behind in uh, their money power they are all paying and uh, trying to bribe otters is what the reports we are hearing at this stage like in many places there are reports of people getting up to 5000 rupees per ot and the money movement these two agencies had nothing to do with these money movements but the parties had their their inbuilt missionaries have done these money movements back in october itself the money is parked in localities mostly with the doctors the people who run schools and colleges or small time businessmen with a few dozen employees so these are the kind of people who are keeping the money now and 
that will be taken out of for distribution in villages roads and besides that there are lot of other segregated wings for example when a leader comes there will be women standing either side with flower or in a traditional way the holding kumkum and all that in a plate so they will be paid 100 to 200 so there are different kind different slabs fixed for by political parties to make people stand with them to make their rallies crowded to get the votes You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Snigdha Sharma, and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. You can follow us and leave us feedback on Facebook or Twitter at Express Podcasts, or send us an email at podcasts at indianexpress dot com. And if you like this show, please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from, so more people can find us. You can also look for us in the audio section in the top right corner of our website, indianexpress dot com. 